Saturday. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, well, he was still alive. After three days, I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people, he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. A reading from the book of Luke. And Jesus said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And Jesus said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who is a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. This is what grief does to us. Jesus has just died. His body has been removed by Joseph and Nicodemus. His mother has just watched her oldest son be mercilessly beaten and hung on a Roman cross. There was nothing to worry about anymore for those who hated Jesus. And there was nothing more to hope for for those who believed Jesus was their Messiah. The story was over. However, the Gospel writers keep the story alive by introducing us to two groups of people, those who hated Jesus and those who loved Jesus. Amazingly enough, those who hated Jesus were nervous and those who loved Jesus were broken. The haters seemed to remember that Jesus said while he was alive that he would rise from the dead while those who hoped in Jesus forgot. The commonality for both was that they were convinced by death. The haters wanted to be sure no one stole the body and made up lies about a resurrection. And the followers of Jesus may have remembered a promise about raising from the dead, but that was just talk. For no one beats death, especially not a death like that one. For the haters, Jesus was declared the imposter. For the followers of Jesus, he was the one we had hoped in. The saddest words in history, we had hoped. But within 72 hours, Jesus would answer them both. For those who declared Jesus an imposter, they would struggle hard to explain an empty tomb 
radically changed disciples, appearances of Jesus to hundreds of people, and a movement called the church that would eventually take over Rome itself. And for those who had hoped in Jesus, oh, they would receive far more than they could imagine. Hope revived, assurance of eternal life, new purpose for living, and a strong belief in a risen Savior. On Saturday, the disciples experienced a most heartbreaking letdown. Everything they had invested their lives in felt like a sham. They are the laughingstock of Jerusalem. Somehow, they had forgotten the promise of Jesus to rise on the third day. Or worse, they simply didn't believe him. Village Church, days like this will come. Days when we forget the sure promises of God in the Word of God. Your circumstances will look impossible. You will rack your brain for a way that God can make good of this. Trust Him. He will exceed your expectations. You will look back and declare the Lord to be good and faithful. You will with confidence quote Romans 8 and say with conviction, my God works all things out for good to those who love him. Trust him. Those who trust in the Lord will never be forsaken. Church, we know the rest of the story. After the pain of a dark Saturday comes the joy of a resurrection Sunday. The story in Luke 24 concludes with Jesus disguising himself in their conversation, but eventually revealing himself to them at lunch. Their story ends with a beautiful declaration. Luke chapter 24, verses 28 to 31. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed. Let me pray for you. Father God, we come to the day before Resurrection Sunday. We enter into the pain and the suffering of those who have no hope. The saddest words in history were, are we had hoped. And today is a good reminder that we live among a people that have no hope, especially in what's going on globally around us, the death toll rising, sickness increasing, and people living in fear. God, I pray that you would help us to communicate on this weekend above all else, that we have hope. We have hope that is found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have hope in a God who is able to do exceeding far above and beyond anything that we could ask and imagine. 
We have hope that you can take disaster and turn it into beauty. We have hope that you work through broken vessels better than you work through those that aren't cracked to begin with. And we are reminded that we are vessels that need help. We can do nothing if we're not you working through us. And so, Father, I pray that your church would rise up, beginning inside each one of us first, that you would convince us that the power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and well inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And that we would enter into this world that hopes and is broken in their hopes with a confidence that there is a God who loves them as much as he loves us and can't wait to show them the power available to them as well. We enter into tomorrow with great anticipation. Unlike these disciples on the road to Emmaus, we know the end of the story. We know that you have died. We know that you resurrected from the dead. And we know that you conquered sin, death, and hell for us. And you give us a hope beyond this world. And so, Father, I pray that that would burn into each one of our hearts, that we would be compelled to share it with all those that we can, and that we would be like the end of the story, these two disciples that cannot stop saying, He is risen indeed. For that brings hope like nothing else. Thank you for the resurrection. We anticipate an amazing celebration tomorrow of the hope that changes the world. And so we pray this all and thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.